0: I want you to go in your Bibles, if you're watching online, we're going to have it on the screen for you. Matthew chapter 14, there's a scripture, a passage of scripture, and so that's given to us. And so I believe this passage is going to give us some identity or some clues on hope. Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. Jesus made them get into the boat, and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. They were in a storm. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Pause here. It sounds real spiritual and real nice. But I'm going to tell you, when you're afraid, the, worst, the last thing you want to hear is someone tell you, Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind... He was afraid, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And When they climbed in the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, this is important that we included verse 34, when they had crossed over. Because there's always a purpose to the storm. God would never take you into something that he's not planning on bringing you through. There was a mission on the other side. I'm going to tell you, in our nation, there's a mission on the other, there's purpose on the the other side. It says when they had crossed over, they landed at the place of God's next miracle. When when you talk about fear, there is a difference between healthy fear and unhealthy fear. We're We're not saying that all fear is bad. There is some fear that's good. It's good for you to have a healthy fear of heights. It's good for you to have a healthy fear of your parents. It's good for you to have a healthy fear of government. It's good for you to have a healthy fear of the Lord. But there is also a fear that I want to talk about today. It is a fear that cripples. It's a fear that immobilizes. It is a fear that is contagious. And I really believe this, that fear is as contagious as COVID-19. That fear spreads without us even knowing it. Fear can infect you without you even knowing it. And before you know it, you find yourself crippled in a place that you should be moving through. Fear is contagious. Growing up, I, I used to be the janitor at our church. And so I'd be cleaning the church. But I would have to clean late at night when nothing was going on. And it was a big old church. It used to be a theater and it would get really dark. And I would be in the church, and I'd be cleaning and vacuuming. And you know, like when you're a little bit afraid, you just kind of hear things. So I'd turn off the vacuum real quick, look around, make sure no one was there. And then you go back, you turn it on, and you just feel like eyes on. I mean, just fear fear is interesting. Fear makes you see things that aren't there. Fear makes you hear things that are not being said. My tactic back then, this, this, this can help some of you. My tactic was I would sing really loud. <laughs> what an awesome God. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? The enemy is under my feet. Shout to the Lord, of oh, the earth let I mean, you know, it's just, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your, you know, you know. The, lo- the louder you sing, it was more, it just seemed like the more the fear dissipated. And so if anybody was ever there, I feel bad for them because they heard me at the top of my lungs. I'm going to tell you this, fear is crippling. Fear is, is crippling. A.W. Tozer says this, a scared world needs a fearless church. A scared world needs a fearless church. It's interesting in our text, the Bible says that Jesus made them get into the boat. That word in the Greek actually means that he coerced them. He said, we got to go. You have to get into the boat because God understands the purpose in the midst of our process. That God always knows what he's leading us to and where he's leading us to. So it says, Jesus said, you've got to get in the boat. Can I give you good news about anything that you're walking through or what we're walking through as a nation and really around the world? Is if God got us into it, he's also gonna get us through it. We didn't ask to be brought into this world. We didn't ask to be in the situation that we're in. But if God put us in the boat, then that means that he has also provided supernatural power and supernatural ability to get us through. I'm telling you, God is at work even when you can't see him. God is at work even when you can't understand him. Says Jesus, put him in the boat. Said, hey guys, you know what? This is Matthew chapter 14. He says, man, you got, you got to get in the boat. You know, God bless you. And then he, he sent them off. You, you ever felt like that? It's like Jesus calls you to do something, but it's, it'd be nice if he went with you. Because it feels like some of the things that God asked us to do, it's like, we're here, we're a church, we're a, we're a fearless church in a scared world, we're here, God, but, but, but where, are, where are you? it you? be nice if you were a little more present. You know, it'd be cool if you were just like healing all these people with the coronavirus. It'd be awesome if you were just showing up in a little bit more power. It says that, that they, they, they got in the boat, they took off, And I've I've learned this about God. If God puts you in it, he will get you through it. But the moment that they took off, they faced a storm. Do you know that sometimes following God will get you storms? I think some people live under the fantasy that serving God means I never face a storm. It's not true. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Or I could say this, the virus falls on the just and the unjust. It has no respect for a person's. It it, it happens, things happen, storms happen. The Bible says as soon as they set off to their destination, the wind began to buffet them. You know what's interesting about waves? Waves are not just in and of themselves. Waves are caused by wind. It says that the wind blew against them. There was an opposing force that was against them, and the opposition caused waves. So the problem really wasn't the water, The problem was the wind. If the wind would have been gone, the water would have been fine. God's always calling us to embark on journeys that we will have to step into water. The water isn't the problem. God made you to float. The problem is when opposition blows on the water of our life, it creates waves. And waves are fine as long as the waves are outside the boat. But when what is around you gets in you, you're in trouble. A, a boat sinks when what's around it gets into it. Let me say this. A Christian sinks when what around it, when what is around it gets into it. You, you've got to be really careful right now in 2020 in the midst of a craze that what is around us doesn't get into us. You have 36 rolls of toilet paper. You're going to be all right. Yeah. But what's around us gets into us. And before you know it, I mean, you're fighting people in Costco parking lot for another hundred rolls. I mean, come on. Y'all have Cowboys jerseys. You're going to, I mean, no. That's, that's not, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I meant Eagles jerseys. It's like, can we all agree on that? Or 49ers jerseys. I mean, it's just, but you know, there's stuff. There's stuff. If you allow what's around you to get into you, you will never make it to the place that God has for you. What I'm concerned for us as a nation, but more importantly, what I'm concerned for us as a church, is that the fear that is around us has gotten into us. To be totally honest, I'm stirred in my spirit. I'm stirred in my heart because this is the time that the church of Jesus Christ has to be set apart no matter what goes on around us. We cannot let what is going on around us get into us. We don't respond the same way the world responds. We don't cower the same way the world cowers. I understand there's a problem. I understand there is a virus. I understand there's real threats. I understand there's real fears and real concerns. And all of that is valid. But what is around us can't get into us. Because my Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. We need power right now. And we need love Right now, you know what we really need? We need sound minds. You know, sometimes I think that in the midst of storms, we forget that God brought us through previous storms. God can bring us through storm after storm after storm after storm, and then this one hits, and we're like, "This might be the one." No, He he already provided. He already took us through this. This is the one that's going to take us out. Boats sink when the situation on the outside gets on the inside. Verse 28 said, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Now, I just want you—I want to help you with this. Because in our text, it says they were terrified and they thought it's a ghost. Now, they had just left Jesus a couple hours earlier. It was not like they didn't know what he looked like. They were really familiar with him. They were close with him. It, th- this was not like the first time they saw Jesus in a couple years, and it's like, ghost. It's definitely a ghost. <laughs> what happens in storms is it's hard to recognize God. Yeah, so true. Sometimes the solution actually becomes the situation if it's not recognized. Wow. It never said they were terrified by the wind. It said they were terrified by the ghost. So the thing that was trying to come save them was the thing that they were most afraid of. Wow. The solution had now become the situation. And they're saying, oh my God, it's a ghost! Yeah. And I think if we're not careful, that corona is one thing, but now it becomes so big that everything is out to get us, everything is out to kill us, everything is about, out to take us over. And some of the things that God's even going to use as a vehicle... To expand his kingdom and to build his church and to reach people that are lost, we see any progress or any faith as a situation. You're going out of your house, and you can do whatever you want, whatever you feel is right for you, but you gotta be careful that the solution doesn't become the situation because they were afraid of Jesus. Jesus was on his way. Water well, didn't stop him. They're just like, man, you left without me. Let me catch up with you. Walks on the water like, it's a ghost. Because it's hard to recognize God in a storm. Do you know that God's working even when you can't see him? That God's working in storms even when you don't recognize where he's at. And if you're not careful, you will misidentify him when you're going through difficulty. And I'm worried about the church that we've misidentified that God could actually work through this storm, that God could actually work in the midst of this scare, that God could actually work through our government, that God could act. Y'all right? No, God can use whatever he wants to use. My Bible says that he spoke through a donkey. God will use whatever vehicle he wants to speak through to declare the truth and the word of God. And I want to declare over the church of Jesus Christ that fear has to go, that fear has to dissipate because God is raising up a church that is full of faith, that is willing to stand on the promises of God. And although there is storm all around us, waves all around us. There will not be water that gets in this boat. Verse 27 says, Jesus immediately said to them, this is what we talked about earlier, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. I'm just going to tell you, I've been afraid a lot of times. Anybody that ever told me don't be afraid did not help me. <laughs> Apparently Jesus knew something that, that, that we don't know. But I think it's not hidden in the words, do not be afraid. I think it's hidden in the words, it is I. So a lot of us are focusing on do not be afraid. And we're saying, how can we not be afraid? How can we not be afraid with what's happening? How can we not be afraid with who's being affected? How can we not be afraid for the future of the church and gathering together? How can we not be afraid? And we miss something. Jesus says, hey, it's, it's me. He doesn't even need to say, don't be afraid. He just needs to say, "It's hey, it's me. It's okay. I still survive in storms. I'm still all right in the midst of this. I didn't get the virus. I'm healthy. My immune system's good. I'm still on the throne. I didn't slip off. I didn't fall off. I didn't turn my head. This didn't pass by me unrecognized. This didn't slip through my hands without me seeing what was happening. If you're in it. Because of me, I'm going to get you through it by me. If I put you in it, I'll get you through it. I've got something for you on the other side. On the other side. Peter, we know Peter in Scripture. Now he says this. He says, if it is you. If it is. I don't know. Because sometimes in the storm, you really don't know. Right? Like, like this looks bad right now. It looks like it might get worse before it gets better. But God, if you're in it. That wasn't a lack of faith by Peter. It was honesty. It was authenticity that said, I I don't know if it's you. But if it is God, if you are there, if you are working, if you are speaking, if you can heal, if you can save, if you can encounter us, if you are there, then tell me to come. And Jesus says, come on out, Peter. And I love this because Peter gets out of the boat. I mean, this is crazy, right? And this is where most people stop. Peter's walking on the water. But there's way more to this. But Peter walks out and he's walking on the water. The storm has not subsided. The wind has not let up. The waves have not lessened. And he is walking on something that he used to be sinking in. Supernaturally, he now is walking on something that he used to be sinking in. And it says, and he saw the waves. He saw them. When he got out of the boat, he saw Jesus. When he was on the waves, his eyes dropped from Jesus. Can I just say it this way? If I'm focused on him, I can walk on what I'd usually sink in. If I'm focused on it, I am sure to sink in what I'm looking at. The Bible says faith comes by Hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But the opposite is also true. Faith and fear both come by hearing. Faith and fear both come by hearing. So if you're full of fear, my follow-up question would be, what are you listening to? I know people that are full of faith, because I know what they've been listening to. I know people that are full of fear have been filling their minds and their hearts, and it's almost impossible right now to not fill your mind and to fill your soul with fear. Oh, this could be the worst thing that ever happened. This could be the thing that takes us down. This could be, you could never leave your home. Churches might never open again. My gosh, we will never have toilet paper again. It's just, you know what fear does? Fear takes a threat and accelerates the destination. So the feeling of fear, I have, you have, we all have, but what fear does is it looks down the road to a destination. Now if I'm listening to the wrong voices, I will assume the wrong destination, which is why the word of God becomes so powerful, because if I'm listening to the word of God, it's telling me the destination. So if I read Matthew chapter 14, what's interesting is we said, and they crossed over. Now the only way they're able to cross over is if they survive. So if you know you're going to survive, you will stop stressing about what's in the middle. If I know I'm going to make it, then I don't have to worry. In fact, the Bible says don't even worry about today. Today has enough worries of it. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Just worry about today. I know that if I get through today, The Bible promised me I'm going to cross over so I can trust him with my journey because I know my destination. This is what faith is, friends. It's not blindly believing something. It's reading in the word of God where my destination is. And once I know the destination, now I have confidence and I have faith in the journey of my life. But for many, even believers, we're afraid. And then we accelerate. You ever done this in your mind? You accelerate the destination. Oh, they said it was going to be this. And they said it was going to be that. And oh my, it is. Oh no. Oh, she got it. He got it. It's spreading quickly. Oh, they're right. They're right. They're right. They're right. They're right. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until now I have a real problem. I have a real fear that has now said, never get out of the boat. Don't, just stay. Don't get out of the boat. Don't get out of the boat with your faith. Don't get out of the boat with your expectancy. Don't get out of the faith boat with your prayers. Just, just stay, stay right there. But you know, the, the boat was never a residence. The boat has always been a vehicle. Yeah. That what God led them into was never a place that they were supposed to make a habitation and stay there. It was supposed to be a vehicle that God was going to use to develop faith and develop trust so that when they got to the other side, that they would be at a new level. See, God loves you enough to to walk you through processes that will build your faith. To make sure that when you get to the other side, you have the faith that's required to do and to be what God's called you to do and to be. Faith and fear both are produced by hearing. What you produce is determined by what you're listening to. I think you gotta be careful right now. This would be a word to our church. We gotta be careful what we're listening to. We gotta be careful how much negativity that we are absorbing. If you find yourself in an immobile, fearful state, you've got to adjust. The scale of what you're listening to. And you need to begin to digest more word and more faith and more preaching and more faith talk. So the scales even out. I'm not saying you should be uneducated or uninformed. I'm saying when the education and information leave you immobile, you have you are now unable to be used by God because you're immobilized by fear. So you have to balance out the news and information of the world with the faith of the Word of God because the news tells me what's happening. The Word of God tells me what will happen. The news tells me what's going on right now. But the word of God tells me what my destination is. It lets me know that something good is still coming. It lets me know that God is on the throne. It lets me know that he is doing something that I can't even see. And I'm going to end up at a good destination. Because we have a good God who loves us and believes in us. And is writing a good end to this story. I was thinking about this with faith. And I want to close with this. Faith. Faith is so powerful. It's mysterious a little bit. People think, like, what, what, what is it? And I was thinking about the, the journey of the disciples. Matthew chapter 14 is what we read. Peter gets out of the boat. He's walking on the water. He starts to sing. Jesus saves him. It's all about his focus. If you focus on the storm, if you focus on the virus, you're going down. But if I focus that God's still in control, I can walk on what other people are sinking in. It's powerful. It's a powerful thought. But then I started think about why were the disciples so afraid? After walking with Jesus for so long, why are they so afraid all of a sudden? Do you ever think about that? Like they'd been with Jesus for a while. You know, Matthew chapter 8, there was another storm. Matthew chapter 8, there was a storm. The Bible says the water was coming over the side of the boat. What was around them was getting in them. And they were afraid they were going to drown, is what Matthew 8 says. And Jesus was asleep on the boat. You ever felt like that? <laughs> we're taking water, Jesus. Wake up. you see our nation? We're gods. It's happening. It's spreading. Where are you? You're asleep, Jesus. It was crazy. As they woke Jesus up, Jesus spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. Calm down. And they survived. Now, in their own experience, they now, have a victory they faced a storm that was about to kill them and they won God delivered them, they made it right? Matthew chapter 8 now just 6 chapters later the storm isn't even as bad as the other one but the wind is a trigger that reminds them of the wind of Matthew 8 and instead of remembering how God saved them, they remember the fear that they felt in the storm. This is the scary part about fear. Is that, that fear. Remembers the damage. It doesn't remember the result. Because you've been through hard things already. We've been through. To, if you look in the history of our nation. We've been through some stuff. And we made it. But when I look back on my history. I don't remember how God saved me. I remember the fear that I felt. In the midst of. Of the situation. So in Matthew 14, as soon as the wind opposes them, the thing that they remember is the storm that almost killed them. Even though it's just wind, and even though it's just waves, and this time the storm is not even getting close to kill them, the wind triggers them from the wind of Matthew. This is what happens with fear, is what's happening now is people are being triggered to other fear places, traumatic experiences, stories, Negativity, And now we're immobilized as a church because of fear. So I was thinking about faith. What does faith do? What does faith do? Faith remembers the right thing about the last storm. Faith remembers. It calls to memory the right thing about the last storm. I don't got to remember that I looked at the waves and I slipped in the water. I gotta remember that Jesus pulled me out and we crossed over. I don't have to remember that I freaked out and thought I was gonna die in Matthew chapter eight. I just gotta remember when Jesus woke up. He spoke to the storm and it stopped. I don't have to remember the pain or the loss of the last season. I need to remember the redemption and the deliverance See, this is what we got to do right now, is we got to bring to memory the right thing. This is what faith does. Faith says, God, you brought me through it. You're going to bring me through this one. Why would you fail me now? Why would you fail me today if you brought me through it then? You're going to bring me through it now. Faith remembers the right thing about the last storm. Faith recognizes God in the midst of the storm. Whether you believe it or not, God's moving in the midst of this storm. God didn't cause it because God doesn't cause these things, but he does use these things. God will never waste a virus. God will never waste a pandemic. God will never waste a wilderness. God will never waste pain. When the enemy wreaks havoc on his people, God will never waste that attack because it's that attack that provokes the church to stand up and to be counted, to remember that we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed. This is not a time to be comfortable. This is not a time to wait it out. This is not a time to grin and bear it. This is a time to stand. This is a time to pray. I'm calling every church and every pastor and every leader and every believer, everyone that calls himself a Christian, to not sit back and watch it pass, but to stand up and to declare the promises of God. This is a turning of our nation. This is the beginning of revival. This is the beginning of the church of Jesus Christ standing up and being Counted. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. Some of you are watching online and you're wondering, who is this raving lunatic? Some of you come to church all the time, but your family's in the room. And it's the first time they got to see where you go to church. I love you. I love you enough to tell you that we are on the brink of the greatest move of God that our nation has ever seen. People would think that this is the wrong time to prophesy it, that this is the wrong time to declare it. But I believe it with all my heart that we are on the brink of the greatest revival that we have ever seen in history. Because when the people of God are persecuted, when the people that God loves in our nation are oppressed and walking in fear, you can see it all throughout Scripture. God sends deliverers. God sends rescuers, and in this case today, I believe God has sent the church Of Jesus Christ there is purpose on the other side we're crossing over we're making a difference we're gonna get there there's still purpose in our fight God is doing something in the midst of the storm faith remembers the right thing about the last storm it recognizes God in the midst of the storm and it realizes that the storm is a vehicle not a graveyard I want to just bring this home right to where each and every one of us are at. I'm talking corporately about the church, what God's doing in our nation, but I want to talk straight to you. Whatever you're walking through, as hard or as difficult as it might be, I want to declare to you that it is a vehicle. It will not be a graveyard. It will not be the place where you spend the rest of your life. God is moving you through. He's, He's moving you through. I want to declare over us as we close the word of God. And There's going to be a number on the screen. If you got a prayer request or you need us to pray for you, if you text that number, we're going to, in just a couple moments, we're going to be praying for those things live. We're going to declare healing and miracles over our nation. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 4, it says, Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. and Do not be afraid. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Isaiah forty one ten. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalm 27, one, my favorite. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom or what shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom or what shall I be afraid? I know for today, and many of you, hopefully you're not watching this in a coffee shop without headphones. Because I just scared the entire Starbucks. But I hope that as you're watching this, our church body, our community, I want you to know that I love you. I believe the best days of our church are still ahead of us. And I believe that in the midst of crisis, in the midst of uncertainty, God is going to cause the church to rise up. And I want to speak straight to you and to your situation, no matter what has tried to keep you immobile, what has tried to cripple you. Maybe you're not even worried about corona. Maybe you have your own problem going on, that, that corona doesn't seem like a problem because of what you're hap- what's happening in your marriage or what's happening with your kids or what's happening in your relationships. I want to declare to you that it will not be a graveyard but it's a vehicle and you will cross over. Some of you are watching and you don't even know Jesus. You've never, you've never given your life to him. And you're saying, who is this crazy man that is yelling at, on, on, on my TV or on my computer? And I want you to know I'm someone that believes in the power of the word of God and the power of a God who loves you. And maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've been running from God. But I want you to know he sees you and he loves you. And everything that's happening might, might cause some fear in your heart and in your life. There's a God the Bible describes as a refuge, as a safe place, not like this one, as a rock. He's unmovable, and He loves you. This is what i like for us to do wherever you're watching this. If you're in a place that you can do this, so we're going to take just a moment of response just to the Lord. We're going to just turn our hearts to God and allow faith to fill us. Everybody here, and everybody watching online. I want you to allow faith just to fill your heart. Maybe you're laying in bed. That's a nice place to watch. and You also have volume control. You can turn me down a little bit. Wherever you're watching it, I want you to just allow faith to stir in your heart. How do I allow faith to stir in your heart? Well, we just said, i got to remember the right things about the last storm. i got to see God in the midst of everything that's happening. And I have to know that this is not a graveyard. It is a vehicle. And we're going to begin to listen to the word of God. And the more I look at the waves, the more I sink in the water. But the more I look at him, the more I walk on what other people are sinking in. We're going to respond to God. Just for a couple moments, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray right now live. If you've got if you got prayer requests, then you can text them right now, and we're going to be answering them live. we to be praying for them live, and we're believing we got people in this room full of faith, and we're believing that the supernatural power of God would touch you wherever you're watching this right now. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Church 11:32 broadcast. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com.